Hi neighbors, my name is Brianna Snellgrove. Welcome to the Empathy Evolution. Co-host Becca McKeithen and I will converse with alternating guests and hosts from all walks of life to discuss important topics that apply to you, possibly a neighbor or a friend. As you tune in, we hope that you gain knowledge and possibly a new perspective. Our mission is to be advocates of empathy through active listening with openness and understanding, and we hope that you'll join us on our journey to a solution, the empathy evolution. Want to watch instead? Visit our YouTube channel to see what all the banter is about. You've taken the first step. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Empathy Evolution. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Bree Snellgrove, and we are joined today with our co-host, Becca McKeithen, and we have a standing co-host, which is Nan Evans-Foster, and we also have a special guest today. Her name is Rhonda Miles, and she is the president of the Nikki Mitchell Foundation. A little bit about Rhonda. So after about 20 years as a pilot for two Fortune 500 companies, and with a part-time pilot position with Reba McIntyre, and Hank Williams Jr., Rhonda retired from a corporate aviation job and founded the Nikki Mitchell Foundation in 2013. Now, I end this bio shortly because the story behind the Nikki Mitchell Foundation and how it was created is a mind-blowing, earth-shattering, fantastic story. Um, and I'd love for, for you guys to share that. And so, Nan, anything you'd like to say? Because you, you really know Rhonda really well. Well, you know, I met Rhonda years ago through another charity uh, organization, and we just became fast friends. And the story behind Nikki Mitchell Foundation and Rhonda's relationship with Nikki is just a, a unique, beautiful story that I think the world deserves to know. And uh, it'll shed a little light on the foundation. Um, it'll shed a little light on what Rhonda's goals are uh, through the wishes of Nikki. Um, and just a, a great a great person to be behind that foundation. So can't say enough good things about Rhonda, my friend. And um, we're just going to let her roll into telling everybody a little bit about the foundation and how she was brought into the foundation world and uh, kind of what her things are moving forward. Well, thanks, Nan. I, you know what? You're always so sweet to me, you know, even when, you know, we've been in some really tough situations. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> yes, we have. Um, no, I, yes, I was a pilot. I, it's all I've ever known in my entire life. It was just, it's all aviation. My dad was a crop duster. It was required in his house to solo on your 16th birthday or you couldn't drive a car. So uh, I had to, I was thrust into that world. First time I was put in a plane, I was three months old. Mm. So everything was aviation. And then um, nonprofit work has never been on my radar. I have uh, never even thought about it. But Nikki Mitchell was uh, an amazing friend of mine. She, she was, um, she managed Waylon Jennings' business. Uh, she ended up being the, she was with him for 22 years, and she ended up being the president of Waylon Jennings' music hmm. and a part of his family. I mean, she was very close with them. And I met her in 1996 at the uh, airport in Lebanon, Tennessee. I was a flight instructor, and she had purchased an airplane out of a barn, and it was a horrible airplane, you know, it was in bad shape. <laughs> but um, I came out of the hangar and went into the, the um, office uh, at the airport, and I was carrying a clothes iron in one hand and a 12-inch needle in the other hand. 
and she was always inquisitive and <laughs> and I would I would have just looked at that person like they were a nut and walked on but she came over and she's like can I ask you what you're doing with that and I said well yeah I own a 1946 J3 Cub and it's all fabric airplane and somebody's damaged my airplane so I've been out there rip stitching and ironing and fixing my plane and she's like, really? You know, I mean, she's standing there with her male instructor, who is Mr. Joe Cool, with his Ray-Bans hanging on the mm-hmm. back of his shirt collar. Uh. And um, she she started talking, and she started talking about the type flying that I was uh, that I did. And I said, you know, I'm a tailwheel pilot, which not all uh, that's if you just look at it, look at an airplane today, and they've got the nose wheel under the front of it. And then the main gears, well, the airplanes I fly have a, a little wheel on the tail. And it's like, you know, it's like pushing your suitcase through the concourse, your your wheeled suitcase. If you push it instead of pulling it, it goes all over the place. Mm-hmm. That's a tail that's a wheel airplane. I mean, it's harder to fly on the ground. But um, she had just purchased one, and this guy was teaching her, and she asked me, you know, how many hours I had? And, I told her, I said, I don't know, 1,500, 2,000 hours in tailwheel and about 5,000 total. And she turned and looked at this guy and said, if you don't mind, I'm going to let her teach me and study <laughs> you. And I was standing there with my iron and my needle thinking, oh, my gosh, she just fired him in front of me. <laughs> and it's and let me just say, aviation is a man's world. And so I keep saying I was, like Nikki Mitchell style. <laughs> Oh, she was tough. I just want to know if she asked you if you were actually willing to teach her before she fired this guy. (laughs) No. Or if you were just voluntold. (laughs) (laughs) I was told she was that way. And I was just stood there. And then we, so we started flying together. And for about two months, we flew in this little airplane that every time we'd crank it up, the paint would fly off of it. And it was just, it was nasty. But, um, after about two weeks, she started talking about the Russian night witches, which were female pilots who flew in World War II, and they dropped bombs on the Germans, and the mm. Germans named them night witches because they were so afraid of them. Mm. And um, I and I'd been in aviation all my life, and I'd never heard of the night witches. And so three of those women had flown a record-breaking nonstop flight in uh, 1938 from uh, you know moscow all the way through the far east and um she said do you think this airplane could do that flight could retrace that flight and i said sure and she said would you want to do it i said sure that's about as much thought as that went into that (laughs) you know so two years later we took off and we flew around the world through russia and siberia retracing this flight so, cool. so Nikki and I have this, and we did it with two Russian female pilots. I mean, we got the Russian government involved. And we had no clue what we were doing there either. We have, um, we both like, we did things like with no appointments. We walked into the Kremlin and said, hi, we're from Tennessee and we got a plan. <laughs> and, you know, they were like, what is going on with these women? But they jumped on board and it was great. Um so anyway, so we became very close friends because we worked, you know, for two years on that flight. And then, you know, 49 days after, the, I mean, we took 49 days to do the flight. And when we came back, we were still friends. We didn't kill each other. We didn't do any of those things. We never got into an argument. It was awesome. Mm. And um, 
everybody had told us we wouldn't be friends anymore. And so um, that kind of solidified the sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And beautiful. yeah, and um, we had been told by a National Geographic uh, explorer that he goes, you need to understand when you return home, you will never be friends again. Hmm. And we're like, Why what are you that? talking about? He said, he said, his ego, he said, egos, egos get in the way. And he said, you know, when you do an adventure like this, he said, I'm not friends with anybody I've ever done an adventure with. Hmm. And so we were like, okay. Did you tell him that uh, that? the first time he met her, she fired man on spot? (laughs) (laughs) All I'm thinking, all I'm thinking is, I just feel like I'm one of those people that if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, challenge accepted. I mean, I would stay friends with that person, even if I did hate their guts, just to prove everybody wrong. I'm not saying that's what you and Nikki did, but. (laughs) I'll tell you what we did do is like, we thought about that for a long time. And then we, we thought, okay. We sat down, we had a, a difficult conversation with each other, um, and I've never had that conversation with anyone else since, but I told her what my strengths were, and I told her what my weaknesses were. Then she told me what her strengths and weaknesses were, mm-hmm. and then we flipped it around, and I told her what I thought her strengths and weaknesses were, and she did the same thing with me. Mm, it is eye-opening what you think you're strong at or weak at, the other person doesn't see it that way. Yeah. So we had this big, you know, this big conversation about that and made the, you made the promise. Okay. When it's your turn to be strong, I'm going to stand there and support you, but I won't say anything. And when it's my turn to be strong, you do the same thing. And so that's what we did. And it just, we came back doing, you know, had supported each other and it was great. And we had um, two guys later on, two guys were flying around the world and they came to me asking about it. And I said, I could tell you all kinds of stuff about flying, about, you know, working with different governments and all that, but I'm going to tell you this piece of advice. And that's what I I told him about Mm -hmm. that. And he came back later on and he said, they'd talked to so many people that had, you know, done different adventures and stuff because nobody gave us that advice. And he goes, out of everything, that was the best thing we'd ever heard. And he said, we did it. And he said, we're still friends, you know. It's almost like when you do a flight. um, I used to work with this gentleman who has written some aviation novels and you have a debrief, almost like a debrief of of what happened. You discuss everything openly. I almost see it as that. Well, you know, I think the powerful part of it is it's great. We, we're great at telling our friends. I'm an encourager, so I tend to tell my friends the thing, wonderful things I see about them. But to tell them their weaknesses and then be yeah. open to receiving it with, with, with an agreement that you're, you're, I'm allowing you to tell me this and I'm not going to respond in a negative way, I think that's the really powerful Shoot. part of it. Um, I remember yeah. in my marriage once I uh, made this list of the kind of this thing. That, of course, I'm like in my in my husband's face, like in your face, you know, all the time. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm like, here's your list of strengths. Here's your list. And I gave it to him. And he's like, never make a list of my weaknesses and tell me that again. <laughs> and so here you're telling me, but what a powerful exercise it was because you both came into agreement to do that. I swear and there's an episode of Empathy Evolution with me and you doing this and making that practice because I think it's so powerful. It is. It is. It, it really is. And uh, it's uncomfortable, though. Yeah. I will mm, tell you. It's probably really it's very hard. uncomfortable. 
Yeah. So, so Rhonda, something that's interesting to me. So Nan told me about your story, but she didn't really, I mean, there's, there's bits and pieces of how you guys met with, you know, her working with William Jennings and buying the plane. And then there's, um, you know, pieces of, of kind of fast forwarding to when Nikki was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And I think those moments in between are so powerful. I had no idea that you guys flew the same as the the night witches, the the longest flight for Russia. That's like that's so cool. All I'm saying is, yeah. Nan, when you met Rhonda and she's telling you all this, I mean, how do you not go, girl? Well, okay. So in in full disclosure, I I met Rhonda in the middle of another charity event. Um, And of course, as as most people that have been involved in charity events know, um, it's chaos the day of, the couple of days before, the couple of days after. Mm -hmm. um, And it was just a really cool moment um, when another person that was involved in that particular charity said, hey, um, here's Rhonda, and she's going to hang out with you. And I'm like, cool. And I didn't even know what that meant. And I was like, okay, (laughs) um, fast forward. You were probably like, oh, my God, please. (laughs) Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, I was so used to getting thrown into into the mixes and the trenches in that particular charity um, with last minute kind of things. So I, I think that Ron and I have found a happy balance. And over the course of the years, my involvement with the Nikki Mitchell Foundation um, just really is food-based, for lack of a better word. Um, well, you so, are the food queen. So. Yeah. So we, you know, we've just found a happy, happy place and um, it works well. And um, it's just a great organization. I can't say enough good things about it. And I carefully select the charities that we back um, as far as we, Steve and I, and the cutting board. Um, and we just love everyone involved in the Nikki Mitchell Foundation, and it, it truly was just a good fit. So, I love um, that. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's been a lot of fun, and um, we're fixing to create some more memories again. So, um, yeah, yeah. so Rhonda, I think that as we fast forward, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, kind of the, the overall um, the overall foundation kind of bring us up to speed on quickly on what that foundation is doing. And then we want to dive into the upcoming event and Absolutely. talk about that a little bit as well. So yeah. kind of give us an overview yeah. of, of where Nikki Mitchell Foundation is, what's going on within the foundation, where it's headed. Um, and then we'll digress from that and talk a little bit about um, the concert. Hey, it's Bree here. Thanks for listening to Empathy Evolution. We'll get right back to the show, but I want to take a couple of minutes to give a shout out to some incredible friends and sponsors. First up is Empathic Practice. When I talked with owner Felipe Munoz, he was so excited to support our mission at Empathy Evolution. If you haven't heard of them, uh, I'll tell you that they've quite literally changed my life. They're a holistic wellness clinic that's in Pensacola, Florida, and they provide services like massage therapy, mindfulness and meditation coaching. And they have a physician named Dr. Haas who can determine if you qualify for a medical marijuana card. I'm a huge supporter of Felipe and his business, and I'm grateful that he is a sponsor for our show. Check him out by visiting their beautiful website full of resources at empathicpractice.us. Up next is Scarlet Magazine. This is the publication you guys have been waiting for, the latest in women's fashion, beauty, home decor, lifestyle, and health. They say we at Scarlet aren't afraid of something new. We aren't afraid to be different and we don't care who you are, who you love or what you look like. We want to empower women of all shapes and sizes and walks of life. (laughs) And if that doesn't describe Becca and I in a nutshell, I don't know it does. So check out the latest issue of Scarlet magazine 
in the Pensacola Destin area, or you can view the digital subscription at issue.com. You can also visit their website at scarletmag.com or visit their Facebook page to see what they're up to. Because frankly, we know you give a damn. Beck and I want to thank you for listening and remind you that we put our blood, sweat, and tears into this production. My team at Social Icon does all the producing and promotion and Becca's nonprofit, Food Raising Friends, does all the giving and we, we continue to support her in doing that. We appreciate all who listen and hope you'll show us some love by leaving a review, sharing or sending us a note of what you liked best about the conversation. Now back to the show. And Nan, if you don't mind me delaying just, just a hair, because I wanted to get just that last bit of of, you know, once you, you and, um, you know, Nikki Mitchell solidified that relationship, there was a point where you found out that she had, or that you both found out she had pancreatic cancer and that's kind of how the foundation was born. So if you just give us an excerpt on, on how that happened and then we'll, we'll make sure that we have all the information in the masses. Yep. So okay. Rhonda, you want to share that? So in, so the flight was in 1998 and then in 2010, like I said, we were still friends in December of 2010, uh, I went by her house and she had, she was jaundiced and she called me two days later and she said, I have pancreatic cancer. And I'm like, so I was, I was, I told her I didn't have anything to say. I don't know. I'm speechless, you know, but uh, I let her flail around for about three weeks. And then I said, I, I put my husband on the back burner and I said, I will be your caregiver. I'll know more about you than you know about yourself. And um, so she allowed me to do that, which is when somebody allows you to do that, it's an honor. Mm. Uh, it's it's incredible. But uh, 31 months later, I didn't miss a didn't miss a doctor's appointment or a hospital stay. I knew everything about her. And uh, during that course of that time, that 31 months of going all over the place trying to find the cure, which there is none. Um, we see we just we saw so many people that struggled and we started recognizing the financial problems and and uh, the emotional issues and it, it's it started weighing on us and I told Nikki the latter two months of her life um, we knew that it was it was close to the end and mm-hmm. she said she started talking about a foundation and um, I said so we were talking about what we would do with it. And her it, at first, she was like, I want to research. I want to early detection, you know, and I would go, okay. Within the last six weeks of her life, I told her, I said, okay. I caught in front of her. I called my husband and I said, okay, just so you know, I'm not going back to work. Just sell whatever you have to sell to make this work. Mm. And he's, he's used to me doing stuff like that. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> God bless and, husbands. <laughs> I know Bob's wonderful, but um, um, so she knew the foundation was going to be started, um, and it was her brainchild. And once she knew that I was quitting my job, she got a notebook and she goes, "Here, I'm going to write what I want you to do in the notebook." And I followed that notebook to a T until the notebook ran out, and then mm-hmm. you know it was Jamie Johnson and I uh, from that point on. Uh, Jamie Johnson is my partner in the foundation. If you ask him what his foundation is, he's going to tell you the Nikki Mitchell Foundation. Jamie and um, Nikki were very close, and um, he's. she asked him to help me, and he said, absolutely. And when he goes all in, he goes all in. Mm. So we started out doing awareness and 
saving money for research. And after a couple of years, I was like, Jamie, it's going to take millions of dollars to do anything with research. Or, and we're just, we're small, so let's do something different. <clears throat> the flight around the world was named the Bridge of Wings flight. Mm. So um, we started a patient assistance program. And we started with just gas cards. And uh, Shooter Jennings uh, named it the bridge. He goes, you got to name it after the flight. So we feel like we bridge Nikki's giving spirit with the patient's road to a cure with the Bridge Wings program. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So we we started out with, um, you know, gas cards. But since it's grown, we've paid paid a lot of rent this year, people's rent and utilities. Uh, We've paid, we've done everything. We paid a truck off. We've paid. Um, we do groceries and gas cards and house cleanings and utilities and medical bills and just all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's just whatever. We try to take one stressor off a patient. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we do it once. We keep 50 pancreatic cancer patients on our books at all times. And we don't let them go until they don't need us anymore. That's amazing. And that is, so what a gift. we've got... Yeah, we've got two that have been receiving monthly assistance from us for four and a half years. Mm. And it's two of them. That is huge, though, that continuity of care. When you talk about bridging the service from what they're going through in a medical sense to their home life. And for me, um, I run a nonprofit and we feed children. And one thing is is just never dropping your clients. You make and you walk that road yeah. with them, and that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for everything you do with the Nikki Mitchell Foundation and for being so creative to create come up with a way to serve. Because, like you said, the millions of dollars uh, at the time you're small and you're not raising millions of dollars, so we're not getting further in research. But you have taken a huge weight off your family's back, and that is wonderful. And what a way to honor yeah. Nikki Mitchell. I mean, I, I can't imagine taking that on, not having any experience in the nonprofit world, <laughs> just being like, okay, let's do this. And and so, you know, I commend you for for being an awesome giver, friend, and, you know, executive director. And I'm glad that you have help, including Nan, helping you with this. And and so it, it sounds to me like you guys need some money to come in for oh. this, to keep supporting everyone. So tell, tell us a little bit how you do that every year. So, of course, like I said, Nikki was with Waylon, so she had a nice little Rolodex of <laughs> artists. And hey, she you can asked, pass that on anytime. That's right. Bring them on. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we were very blessed because nonprofits usually are tr- they're, you know, trying to find the person to support them, and we came into it with the people to support us. So every year we do a golf tournament. It's the Jamie Johnson Homecoming Golf Tournament. And we do that in um, Montgomery, Alabama, his home state. And um, we have a concert. We have a golf tournament and then a concert that night. And it's, you know, it changes every year. I mean, in 2019, we had Toby Keith and we had Kid Rock and we had Randy Hauser and Dennis Quaid. And um, there's probably about 12 artists, I forget. Get all of them. I'm like, who are but those then, guys? Um, yeah. <laughs> are they familiar? Are they no. Popular? All I'm thinking is, Nan, we've been friends a couple years. <laughs> Where, what? I'll travel to Montgomery. I got a car. Yeah, that's great. And then this year, it's, it's uh, next, not this coming weekend, but it's the next weekend. It's October the 10th. 
And um, because of COVID, you know, we've had artists that are on the road this year. So it's like, all right, we've got to figure out who's coming. Of course, mm-hmm. it's always Jamie. And, and it's always Randy Hauser. Jamie's crew, they, they love us and support us. Um, but it's Randy Hauser. And then Dennis Quaid is coming back this year. And Jared Neiman and um, Cody Hicks is coming. And Jesse Keith Whitley and Taylor Hicks and Nick Norman and, you know, um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Let's not leave out uh, Rob Hatch. Rhonda, he'll be heartbroken. Oh, Rob Hatch. Rob Hatch <laughs> is my favorite. Let me just say, if y'all He's don't know who Rob Hatch is, you're missing out. Okay. All I'm it's saying, that's why you're both on the show, because we know teamwork <laughs> makes the dream work. That's there right. are things I'm forgetting. That's, it's, it's, a, it's a community effort. It's amazing. I just want to say, you know, we're recording this in Pensacola. Obviously, Montgomery is is definitely a doable trip for anyone in this area. I mean, yes. y'all, we are sitting here with Nan Evans Foster, one of uh, truly a good friend of mine. And all I'm thinking is she is involved in this very prestigious, <laughs> wonderful cause with all these fancy people. I mean, I'm just like, I mean, I'm fangirling a little bit over my friend right now. <laughs> just let me say this. You said two words that have absolutely nothing to do with our tournament. Prestigious and I mean, what was the other one? Fancy. 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 That's my yeah. word. Fancy. Yeah. Fancy and prestigious. It has nothing to do with our stuff. <laughs> no, but we but sure I have a good time. Right. Hey, that's it. Hey, that Rolodex is, you know. Yeah. 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 We, we have made it work over the course of a few years. And um, yeah. we we do and would love everyone to come out and support that event on the tenth. Um, tickets, Rhonda. Let's talk about where they can purchase tickets and how folks can help us out here. Yes. Um, so, and of course, we need everybody to show up this year because we didn't have anything last year. We've gone mm. two years without mm. an event, and it, you know, it, after two years, you're you're running on air. But uh, it's it's uh, the tickets are thirty five dollars for seated in the stands or fifty dollars for the field and that that standing, um, and then you can get them. We we've had this at the river, the Riverwalk Stadium in Montgomery, Alabama, home of the Biscuits and uh, the Biscuits baseball team. All right, and I you like can that. get them through their website. Um, and probably through ours too. I'm sitting here going, "Oh my gosh, you know it's um, it's the biscuits ML." Oh, I am so not prepared for that. That's Isn't okay, that Rhonda. I, I think we. I think you can. You can go to. Um, they can Google Montgomery Biscuits Stadium, and there I think is a link on their website um, that'll take us to the take folks to the ticket okay. uh, purchasing thing. So we can purchase tickets that way. I, I believe isn't there a link on Nikki Mitchell Foundation site as well, Rhonda? That we can they get should, tickets. Or there's yeah, and you can go to our Jamie Johnson Homecoming uh, Facebook page. Right. You can okay. Go on that. Yeah, so there's there's multiple ways that you can get tickets, but ultimately our goal with this podcast was just to put a little awareness out there for the Nikki Mitchell Foundation for this event on October the 10th, because as Rhonda said, we're, we need everyone to support this event. Um, we are one small charity in a group of millions out there, um, but we're, of course, trying to drive the 
the the message for this particular charity and this this event. Um, such a great cause, and we so appreciate Rhonda your time and and being with us today. And um, we're gonna get this word out as hard as we can here in Pensacola and the surrounding areas. Um, and certainly, if there is anyone listening to the podcast who has any questions, they can call into the Nikki Mitchell Foundation directly, um, and someone there can direct them to the answers to their questions and get them all the information that they need. I mean, Rhonda, oh, yes. Oh, go ahead. And it, let me just say, too, if there is somebody out here with a uh, with pancreatic cancer also, you can reach out to us at B-O-W at nmscares.org. And that stands for Bridge of Wings. That's a patient assistance program. Mm. And uh, we just, we haven't, we did not stop through COVID. We did not stop what we were doing. We didn't slow it down. And that's why we need to replenish the funds because we have kept that thing going the whole time. Well, thank you for keeping that going. And we'll definitely link that um, on the comment section of this show for sure to make sure people can access that. And we'll try and find the links for the ticket sales as well and link those as well. And Rhonda, I know you've probably known Nan longer than me, but all I know is I always call Nan a powerhouse. And so I am so glad that you two have connected because I know that's going to be a good thing for the foundation and the families you serve. I call her Hurricane Nan because that's how she does business. I, I mean, she gets it done. Right. Oh, oh well, well, I know that. Nan's one of the pe- only people in my life when she calls, it's like, oh, Nan's calling. I better get this. Something <laughs> <laughs> good's that's about exactly to happen. Right. Uh, well, Rhonda, it was such a pleasure to talk with you and, and learn more about you and Nikki Mitchell the Nikki Mitchell Foundation. And and I think the story behind it is so special. Um, And I, you know, know that she's smiling down on you, knowing that you're doing everything you can do to save someone else's life uh, from pancreatic cancer and, and just keep doing the good work. And we're, we're so glad to have you. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, well, thank you for having me and uh, getting the word out. It means a lot. Appreciate it. Wonderful. Well, thank you guys so much for joining this episode of Empathy Evolution. For more information on the Nikki Mitchell Foundation and Rhonda Miles and more information about the events coming up, please tune into uh, our Facebook page and Instagram to learn more with those links. And until next time, stay kind, my friends. Mm-hmm.